Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of A La Carte with Keithy here on the North-South Connection on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. Uh, I am your host, Keithy Langston, and thank you again for joining me for episode four of this podcast. I can't believe it's gone four episodes, and uh, I, haven't re- I haven't yet run out of favors to ask or things to talk about, so this is good. Uh, I want to bring on a very special, very special co-host. Uh, for this week, and I know that um, I pretty much call everybody a very special co-host, but this one is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, this is a man who I have been friends with, uh, besties, if you will, since we were four years old and in preschool together, and we are both now in our 40s and coming up on our 40th anniversary of being friends with each other. So uh, we got I, can't old. Believe it, I can't believe it's like, shut up. You're not supposed to talk until I introduce you. No, I, I honestly um, I am so excited to have him on. This is my bestest friend in the whole wide world. The man who I have said I would lay down in traffic, take a bullet for and commit perjury in court. Um, most people have known him through, if you've listened to GFA live with me and PD, um, I've referenced him before as LA Chris and to protect his anonymity, he is going to be only known as LA Chris. So I would like to bring him on, uh, Mr. LA Chris, how are you today? Well, I am, it's quite chilly here in LA, actually. It's like 65 and overcast in a, in a, in a hoodie and it's the end of May, which it might be warmer back in Massachusetts right now. Uh, I mean, we finally did break through and have a summer-ish day today, which is wonderful. But uh, no, I mean, I think it was snowing out like, no, it wasn't snowing. But we definitely had about a week or two ago, they said that there was going to be a freeze warning. So they were like, if anybody (laughs) out there has planted anything, you know, you may want to go ahead and do whatever you can. And uh, a friend of mine actually told me that he put his sprinklers on because the water from his sprinklers was warmer than the outside temperature. So So good that reminds me, I think it was, what was it? It was after high school. I think we were probably in college and it was Memorial Day weekend. This is back, obviously, when I'm living in Massachusetts. And uh, I tried to like, all right, parents are out of town. Going to have a big Memorial Day barbecue with a bunch of friends and make mm-hmm. a bunch of burgers. And mm-hmm. you came over and uh, it snowed. Yeah. It snowed and you gave me shit for it snowing on Memorial Day and us all hanging out inside and drinking as opposed to outside and drinking. I blamed you. That doesn't sound like me at all. Uh, no, I mean, no, no, you were a saint, man. And by the way, I mean, thank you for the kind words earlier. That was right. Oh, you're welcome. Don't, don't I, worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> was that the Was that the same party where you drank, where you made us Manhattans and you were like, drink these Manhattans? I and I was think like, it, it was around that, that era but i don't think it was that same party but it was in that same period of our lives yeah now i just want to let everybody know that uh la chris did grow up in the in in malden which is where i hail from uh but la chris and uh now another thing about it is his dad grew up in lynn which is even like another more bostonian city uh no one in his family talks like i do with that crazy untrue very untrue. My my brothers have it. My my older brother has it way more than I do. We've even act. I've even like, I don't know. A couple of years ago, we saw some old like Christmas videos. Yeah. And we were little kids. <laughs> I I really didn't have it. I mean, like occasionally no. a word of carbs. No, you out. never. No, but you never have it, which is so funny because <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm like I'm era era all over the place, and you don't you you pronounce your R's very well and. And, and you always had very good diction, I guess. It, and, it uh, comes out. When I drink, it comes out. But going back to what I was saying, like, my brother, he, he had it. He sounded like 
it was so thick and heavy, he sounded like he was Ben Affleck in, mm. in Goodwill Hunting. How do you like them apples? You've of course, of course, you look. Well, like I can't ben say Affleck. that word anymore. But you look like Ben Affleck. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't even look like Fat Damon. Ah, ah, come on, Matt Damon's not Fat Damon. Don't say things like that. No, Jesse Plemons is Fat Damon. Oh, that is. Oh my God, he is Fat Damon and Fat Jesse Plemons. Like I saw that new trailer or whatever for that new show that he's in with uh um wanda maximoff there uh and oh was, the affair or something like that yeah, it's the and go, thing. yeah and i go what the fuck like why is she into him i don't understand he's fat jesse i mean anyway but i but i digest uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't body shame no, we shouldn't, considering that, you know, my body is not anything that anybody's looking to have. You have a face for radio, my friend. I have a face for radio. I sure do. Anywho, you are a beautiful human being on the inside and out, and don't let well, anyone somebody, tell you elsewise. Somebody was asking me if this is going to be on, if this, if I'm ever going to do this show on YouTube, and I was like, why would I want to ruin anybody else's good time? Anyway, so, <laughs> all right. So let's start off with, uh, we're going to start today. Uh, and as I'm sure you can tell, the two of us could probably talk for hours on end. So if it happens, we'll try to keep this on somewhere in direction. But what I'd like to do is start off with a new segment. And this one is, uh, as I like to call, it's called Lego My Lego. And uh, as Chris and I are both longtime fans of Lego, um, I'm known as an AFOL, which is an adult fan of Lego. Uh, my dad was also an AFOL. He was an adult fan of uh, leaving me alone at night so he could go home, go out drinking. But uh, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. You missed it up. It's an adult fan of liquor. That's right. Adult fan of liquor. <laughs> right. So, uh, but um, Chris is also an adult fan of Lego. And, but we've been lifelong Lego fans. And uh, I remember, in fact, I, I in, in Chris's best man speech, I made a comment about how he had, created a lego delorean back when he was a kid that was better than any version that had ever been out up until i think the most recent version of the delorean that came out that's a pretty kick-ass version that lego put out but yeah i was gonna say you left that part out you left out there's a new version that like blew mine out of the water my the one that i made when i was 12 out well, of the I, water i think it's because it had it even, i don't think it had come out officially yet i think it had been like announced but it hadn't been out officially yet. Uh, so, that might be it yeah. yeah it was still okay but uh Regardless of that, what I'd like to talk about today is uh, a couple of our favorite sets. We have things like a white whale of a set that we really want to have and maybe some sets that we were excited to get and then were disappointed by. So this is going to be kind of a real nerd talk for Lego fans. But the funny thing is, is that a lot of people have kind of come out of the woodwork really saying how much of a fan of Lego they are. So I think it's going to be an interesting conversation between the two of us. And I think a lot of our listeners will enjoy it as well. So, so I'll start off with you, Chris. Um, what well, is a recent... Oh, okay, go ahead. You have well, I was going to say, today's actually a very, very big day in Lego news, if you haven't heard. Okay. So they announced the Lego ideas for 2024, because they do like these things like a multiple wave. So for people that don't oh. know... Mm-hmm. So people that for people that listen and don't know, uh, if you... You can submit ideas to Lego, and if it gets enough votes, and then they then they put it under review process, and then they'll turn it into a set, so fans can actually have their sets made. Um, so, anyways, for Lego's idea, twenty twenty four, they announced they're doing a Jaws set. You get the Orca boat and oh. the Jaws, and I'm like, I need that. Now, so one of the things that I will say about the Lego ideas that's great 
is how they have they take these sets that are designed by people and they usually improve upon them uh pretty much all the ones i've ever seen have been improved upon from the original design so i think that's kind of neat oh yeah i'm looking at the site now it looks like you can build a lego cat yeah uh, you can also well it looks like they only had the lego cat and the lego uh jaws but that's pretty neat yeah yeah i would definitely get the lego jaw set that would that would go great with my uh that would go great with my lighthouse it would <laughs> and my fishing shack <laughs> oh that's a good that's see that's a good motif right there mm -hmm. put all yeah. those together yeah mm -hmm. and was there another fishing one that came out like the fishing shack um, or was that like a brick link thing not not a full-on lego i think it was a like another shack i think it was a i think it was another brick link set I know that they they do come out a lot with like like the the three in ones they have a lot of times they'll have like ships that you can build uh, fishing ships and things like that so there's it's a definitely a a, a well used uh, kind of theme that they have with like the fishing I think over time because I mean number one you get to do the underwater stuff you get to have like all the different the different sea animals and. I mean, but some of the coolest things are, you know, I mean, they in the recent years, like they've put out like uh, crabs and um, little crab figures and they have uh, seagulls now and you can get now they do like multicolored parrots. And it's actually the the sea life sets for Lego have actually kind of blown up a little bit in the in the last few years. And I think that they uh, they add a lot to to the Lego imagination imagine imaginariums <laughs> Isn't that... <laughs> is that a word <laughs> no yeah what do they call them at what do they call disney them disney? imagineers imagineers yeah so yeah but now all right so so this is a big day i've also seen a couple of uh i saw a couple of videos today on some spoilers some leaks for uh the star wars sets coming out the marvel sets coming out i think this year uh there's gonna i saw the two leak the two leaks for the marvel it's going to be a Marvel Infinity Saga um, advent calendar. I did see that, yeah. And then also a Star Wars advent calendar, which it looks like it's going to be based kind of off of Return of the Jedi. So it's almost like you're, or it's almost like you're going to be on, um, uh, what's the planet that they're on at the end there? Hoth. No, not Hoth. What's the one with all the the uh, Ewoks? Oh, uh, well, it's the planet Moon of Endor. Yeah, yeah. The forest moon of Endor, yeah, and then yeah, forest uh, moon. But then also the one of the cool sets that well, it looks cool, but I it's a little suspect because it looks a lot like Vader's castle. Is uh, it's the temple that they're on in um, the first Yavin Four? Yeah, Yavin Four. So it, it's cool though because they the minifigures are really I think what people get, and it's it's funny because the guy was talking about how Han and Luke come with. Uh, medals but and but there's no medal for chewy <laughs> so that's that's sticking true to, to to you know to canon uh but anyway um, yeah oh i was gonna say we got way off topic but i was gonna say my favorite lego set of all time yes like it it's always the last one you built mm -hmm. so so i'm loving the typewriter i like i like the things now that look more like display pieces as versus things that were themed sure so i I like I don't get me wrong. I got my fair share of Lego Star Wars and Marvel and all that yeah, yeah. too, but mm -hmm. they're they're not as cool when you put them up on a shelf. So like my room is filled with things that look like other things. I love the typewriter. Mm -hmm. I love the the Ecto One. 
Mm-hmm. I love the Fender guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only the only Lego that I could actually take outside of my home man cave and put it in the bedroom was the orchid set because it looks like an orchid and it's not doesn't right. look like a toy. Right. So right. the wife let me put that one in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like those these days. Um, the one that keeps popping out to me though that I I really really dig is Voltron. That is such a cool yeah. set. You know, and that's oddly enough, that's one of the sets that I mean, all the ones that you listed previously, I have, and uh, that's one of the ones I don't have. I don't have that. I don't have the Voltron. I don't have the Optimus Prime, which you also have. I have the Optimus, and the Optimus and the Voltron right next to each other. And first of all, the Voltron is just a better build because it, it transforms better. Like it, like. Optimus is a great looking model and he does transform, but it's mm-hmm. built out of like standard bricks and he is kind of wobbly and will fall apart. And mm-hmm. if, if you try to transform him and he looks like he doesn't look as seamless as a truck. Right. But when you transform Voltron, you can take all the lions apart and have the different standalone lions, it, which looks really cool on their own. And then mm-hmm. when you combine them all, mm-hmm. I mean, he Voltron just towers over uh, Optimus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like that. I, I been in your house. I like those a lot. Uh, that was, it's funny. That was kind of more, even though we're as close as we are, I feel like you loved Voltron, the, the cartoon. I and, do. And I didn't as much as you. So, <laughs> and I, we, I mean, I, mean, I remember even as a kid, we had the Voltron place that was oh, the yeah. castle yeah, and yeah. the lions. And it's the same thing. You put the lions together mm-hmm. and you form the giant Voltron. I think my, I think my cartoon my big cartoon was ninja turtles and the real ghostbusters which was was too but yeah it, it might have been now was your older brother a fan of like voltron as well because yeah feel, I, I feel like yeah i feel like he was and we, had the play, like, and we had the play set together yeah because i feel like my brother wasn't really a big voltron i mean he liked he-man um, wasn't that big into He-Man? Yeah, see, we were bigger into He-Man, so we had all the He-Man figures, and um, I mean, if they did a Lego Castle Grayskull, I feel like they did do a Lego Castle Grayskull. No, or maybe I don't I've, think seen, they have. I've seen a mock maybe of it, uh, but I would probably get a Lego Castle Grayskull if that was the case. Uh, so I would say, I actually know I do have an answer for my favorite set, and like you said, it's usually the last one you built. The most recent one I just finished, oddly enough, today was the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Um, oh, I, I see. Know. Okay, how is it? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's cool. It's a again, it's another showcase piece like the Nintendo. Um, I like it a lot just because it it's that nostalgia feel. I wasn't going to get it. I do see that they they're coming out with the Pac Man arcade. That it seems like it's an actual like movable working arcade where you can actually move like a little. You yeah. can actually turn a dial and it'll actually, you know, the Pac-Man will run around the scene. And I, I like that they have the, uh, the there's the ghosts on, it's like you build three of the ghosts and Pac-Man to put on top of the arcade. And they'll and spin. You, and you yep. can spin them and turn the ghost blue, which is kind of neat. So I like that idea. I don't know if I'll get it. I probably will end up getting it, but I don't know if I will just because I'm running out of places to put stuff. <laughs> it's I, like, you know, <laughs> See that? I mean, that's the biggest. Pro- well, the two biggest problems with Lego are the cost. Then they keep going up, and they're more expensive. Yeah. And then you run out of room to put things. And that's the thing. Like I thought about getting the Atari 
I thought it was cool, but then like, what would we, what would it replace on a shelf? And the Nintendo mm-hmm. is a much cooler display piece because it comes with a mini TV, like with a conveyor belt, Lego exactly. conveyor belt in there. Exactly. And, and yeah, and which makes actually... me think I would get the Pac-Man because it's it's got more things going on and it looks like a sure. better display piece all around. Sure. And I know that I had a conversation with a couple of the Lego employees when I went to get the Atari because I just went over the weekend to get it and. I was having a conversation with them and I was saying how I've actually seen a guy create his own Zelda, like the original Zelda video game cartridge for the Nintendo Lego set. And I went, that would be an amazing up like upgrade or not really upgrade, but like add on that you could buy to build like the, the rotating, uh, you know, side scrolling game. I said, just it's the first scene, that first iconic scene where you get the sword and it's just that opening scene, and then you can turn the thing one way, and it goes to the first screen over where you have like those. It's like the red and blue little blobule things that you have to kill. And then if you go, yeah, and then if you go the other side, it's like it's like a forest scene. So it's kind of cool. And I said that would be neat to do. Or if you wanted to have instead of that opening scene, like one of the dungeons, maybe where you where you go in and you turn it, and it and it's like you get like a little triforce, like that little the little brick thing that they had with the Triforce and stuff that I go, there's, there's a thousand possibilities. It's one of those things where if I really sat down and thought of it, I could probably design my own, but I would love it, but I know it won't be as good as Lego is going to do it. So that's why I would love for Lego to do it. And, and I feel like I've seen fan-made ones online and you can buy the instructions for them as well. And, and you just source out the pieces from either right. your, your spare parts or you just right. order parts right. online. Yeah. I would love to do that. I like, that's the thing with Legos. Now I'm just building everything by the manual i have not built like a custom thing since i mm-hmm. was a kid well and that's the thing so we so my nephew and i um and, and i've told you this before but my my nephew and i are into it to, to try to build something ourselves and i have a lot of the harry potter sets but i don't display them because i just it's the same thing every it's the same thing over and over and over again so but the cool thing is is that all the pieces are the same color motif as the two Jabba's palaces. You have Jabba's palace that came out years ago and you have the recent, it's Boba Fett's palace. It's the same palace, basically. It's a little different, but it's a very similar set and it's the same color scheme as all the Harry Potter sets. So I said to my nephew, I go, why don't I break down all these Harry Potter sets and we'll just build one big massive Jabba's palace because he also has the Rancor pit and I told him we could build on the other side of the Rancor pit, we could build a, I guess, a garage for Boba Fett's Slave One that I have. I have the little mini Slave One. So we're going to try to do that. I think that'll be our project over the summer. And that'll really be the first big mock that I do almost completely from scratch because, I mean, I'm going off of what the what the palace looks like as the smaller scale one. But I want to build it out and have like multiple rooms and just, you know, be able to build like a functioning cage that drops that goes into the rancor pit and everything so i'm excited for it i think it'll be fun and uh if it's completed i'll definitely you know post and share it on my instagram and on twitter and everything like that because i think uh you know people might dig it so that would be super cool yeah i was gonna say i guess the only thing mock wise i do is i do the christmas village because every year they come out with a new christmas yes and your christmas Christmas village is awesome yeah your christmas set is awesome and this year i started adding lights to it which is a first Mm -hmm. and a real pain but but once you you plug it all in it looks great and yeah and then i like i said i don't really i don't really 
build custom buildings. Everything is sort of prefab Lego instructions, but yeah. you know, the layout of the village changes and I add stuff all around the village. Sure. So, yeah. Well, so, well, I do that with the modular sets. Like I have the modular sets and I, and I link most of those buildings together kind of in somewhat of a Lego city scene. And then, you know, and one of the other things I have is I have like the daily bugle and uh, the sanctum sanctorum. So I have like two, Marvel sets, so I have a lot of my Marvel figures, you know, kind of displayed on that. Uh, yeah, another, another the same. Another, well, another mock that we want to do is I have the Home Alone house, and the only reason I got the Home Alone house is because I just for some reason I wanted a uh, minifigure Joe Pesci. I was, <laughs> I was there, there wasn't a Lego eight heads in a duffel bag set. The core. No, I, I was I was obsessed with getting a Lego <laughs> minifigure of Joe Pesci, and it's like it's. And, Did you get him a shine box? <laughs> well the best thing about it too is that i mean i have like i have the lego seinfeld set i have obviously the ecto one i have the the first original ecto one that came with the the minifigures of the ghostbusters i have so many i mean i have every, every marvel one half of the star wars ones that come out so it's not like i don't have you know famous actors because i have obviously i have a harrison ford i have a carrie fisher i have bill bill murray and i mean i have all these living people that have had sets and for some reason i got so jazzed about having a minifigure of joe pesci because i don't know why it just i don't think if you ever asked joe pesci what he wanted to be he would ever say yeah i'd like to be a little minifigure you know <laughs> i just don't think he would but yeah what you should do is you should get the leg the lego like minifigure of joe pesci and build the casino from casino. Well, <laughs> actually, what I, want, what I want to do is I want to build a bar and then have like a Billy Bats and get, so see if I can get a you uh, go. a Lego version of uh, what's his name Frank uh, Frank Vincent and see if I can build a Lego where Joe Pesci and De Niro are kicking Frank Vincent's face in. I don't know if I can do the Billy Bats death scene from Goodfellas. I think I'm in good shape. But so, I mean, at any point I was saying that we have the home alone house. My nephew goes, Oh, that would be an awesome X mansion. And I went, Oh, you know what it could be. So that one's going to require me to buy some bricks though, because um, I don't have a ton of like, you know, brick covered bricks, brick colored bricks rather. And I want to be able to do like a sub basement so that we can put the, uh, cause I have the X men, I have the X wing set and everything. So, you know, it's going to be, that'll be probably the fall slash winter project. But uh, for now, we're going to focus on, I broke down all the Harry Potter sets. I'm focusing on building a, a, a massive Jabba's palace. And uh, so we can I cannot wait to see your progress. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Out of all the Lego sets in series, series, not sets. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite series? Um, That's a good question. I mean... I think it's the modular buildings and the reason why is because it gives it gives an opportunity for you to build a scene and 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 kind of reinvent yourself a lot. I mean, one of the ones that you have that I have is the Palace Cinema. And one of the things I liked about the Palace Cinema is that they build a little cinema for you to put minifigures to sit and watch a movie and so I've changed that over time where I've taken down, you know, I take down the palace cinema, I dust it off, I clean it up a little bit, and then I kind of redo minifigures in it. Like at one point I had all the Simpsons minifigures in there watching movies. Then when they came out with the uh, the, the collectible minifigures for the 
uh, Muppets, I put all the Muppets in there. And I have the Swedish chef is downstairs where the concession stand is. So he's doing the concessions there. And <laughs> and it's I, so I like the I like the modular sets. I also like them because they're pretty good as far as like, you know, little Easter eggs or little hints. And, you know, they have the they have the one that's um, where it's the bank and or it's the, is it the yeah, it's the bank. And the other side of the bank is uh, a laundromat. And there's a scene where you put money into like the bank vault and it goes into the laundry mat because you're washing the money. You're laundering money. Yeah. You're laundering money. And I go, Oh, that's really funny. So I like those. I like, uh, I like the, I mean, if it's not that it's probably the star Wars series because I mean, it's just, it's a nostalgia trip altogether, but I do, I think my favorite set, it really still might be the ship in a bottle. Because oh, that's a good one. Because it's just, it's small. It's an amazing display piece. I think it is so cool to look at. It was a really fun build. And it's just, it's kind of like a good talking piece. Like if you have it out on display and people come over, and they go, oh, gee, that's really cool. And I also kind of like it because it's kind of a mix of of two hobbies. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's paying homage to the hobby of, of building ships in a bottle, you know? So I kind of yeah. like that. Uh, I think my favorite, this is old school now, uh, my favorite Lego series would be the Generation 1 Space Police that came out in the mm, 90s. Yeah. Those were the ones, like, yeah. so for anyone that knows Lego, like, classic space was, like, 70s, 80s, and those were just, like, mm-hmm. all the ships were sort of, like, either gray or blue um, and, and kind of generic. But then in the 90s, they revamped the whole space line. Yep, and that's when the mini the minifigures then got visors and all that, and so mm-hmm. the first generation of the space police. Yep, they had the neon red visors. Mm-hmm. They changed up the canopy so those were red, and then every every ship that you got had a, like a laser beam jail cell that you could put. Oh, yeah, minifigure in the Blacktron guy, and so <laughs> it was like a complete thing as a kid. You got to play like because you you had a good guy and a bad guy. Sure. It, Throughout and it was a cool looking color scheme they did for the space police. It was like blue, black, and and red, and then you had your bad guys in all black. And I thought, I think I have most of those sets as a kid. And you know, lost my Legos for years, and my brother finally sent them out to me. You know, it's like you know, like five or six years ago, and I started mm-hmm. putting those things back together, and that was a nostalgia wave right there. So it's funny that you brought up the you know, not having your Legos for a number of years. Uh, I I was talking to somebody, I was talking to a person one time about it, and he had said that every Lego builder goes through what they call their dark ages. Oh, yeah. And their dark ages is when they give up. Uh, for a lot of people, it's usually when they get a real serious significant other. <laughs> and that's, that's what happened to me, you know. Uh, and I remember I got back into it because I had gotten laid off from a job and I had said to, you know, my ex-wife, I said, uh, I really want to get, the, it was the Lego Simpsons house. And I said, do you mind if I get this? Because, you know, it'll keep me occupied for a couple days. And she said, yeah, <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> and that kind of kicked off the the passion again, where she was good for a while because she, she would get me usually a set either around my birthday or for Christmas or something. And. Um, you know, that's where I got the first DeLorean. That's where I got the Volkswagen, the, the original Volkswagen bus. And I'm trying to think what other one she, I think she got me the Ecto-1 actually. 
the original Ecto one. And then when we were separated, I went bonkers and I just said, well, this is going to stave off depression. And I just went and I, I went nuts and I got and, my, it, and you haven't stopped and I haven't stopped. No, I mean, I have a problem. I mean, I have a problem. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, I mean, I just finished one set today and I'm already jonesing for the next one. So I know I do. I trust me. I know that feeling. And then I just go, Oh yeah, no, I can't afford that. Not but, yet. Or but, I ran out of space. Not yet. But now let's put it this way. If money is no object and, you have the ability to go and get your white whale. What is your white whale? I got I got several. Okay. And I'm gonna save I'm gonna save I think I think I'll save the most important one to me for the last. Okay. Um I the the ninety nine Batmobile. Mm. No, I'm sorry, the eighty nine. Eighty nine Batmobile. Mm. The the Tim Burton Batmobile from, mm. from uh the the Ultimate Collector's edition. That that just looks so amazing. Can't you still get that? <laughs> No, they discontinued it. They discontinued it when they brought out the Batwing. No. Yeah, I have both. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and here's the thing: now they're coming out with like a mini version of it. Yes. And I'm like, will that look good in the city? It's like a, I don't know if I like I I like it, but it's also it seems like it's rather small for a fifty dollars set. Uh, it could be. Yeah. It could be. Uh, I'm not. I'm not as impressed with it. And. And I know that's that's horrible to say because I feel like it it is a good set. It's just, I mean, I have like a couple of Batmobiles, and exactly, and it's just it's not like it's it's not blowing my socks off. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, I mean, I mean like I would do it to put it in the city, but like I got like the '60s Batmobile, and like in the city, I'm like that looks that's cool. A lot, right? Now that's cooler. That to me but is it, a lot cooler. It is, know? and that was like a thirty-five dollar set compared yeah. to what I think is. Like I said, the other one's gonna be like forty-seven or fifty or something like that. So I just right, right. Don't know if I'll get that. I'll need to see it in person. Jesus, I'm looking on eBay right now. The holy shit, they are going for a lot. Um, how much are they going for? Um, hmm. I mean, brand new in the box, still sealed, six hundred. Holy cow! See, but then, I mean, it's pre-owned, which is two sixty, which is still kind of high for a pre-owned. Yeah, the, the other. Careful. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say you got to be careful with the pre-owns, only because you, you never know. Like it, it could be like, look, for instance, I, I moved my Batmobile around the other day, and the layers of dust on it was so gross, and I went, <laughs> Jesus, and it's like it's like caked on and. So you got to be careful. I mean, I bought a couple of pre-use sets before, and yeah, it's they, there's nothing like the initial snap of a Lego piece put together. Yeah, it, and it loses its durability, I think, fairly quickly if it's if it's been out in storage. Uh, I, and, you know, another uh, white whale would be the uh, the the uh, Ghostbusters firehouse. I almost bought that one yeah. um, when the pandemic hit. Yeah, and we were all on lockdown. But then I was like, "Oh, can I spend? I'm gonna lose my. I might lose my job." Yeah, yeah, no. The, that firehouse is nuts, and it's. But you know what? I looked at kind. Of, I was looking at it the other day. It, I, I think it looks a lot cooler than it might actually be. It is blocky, yeah, right? Yeah, and 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 there's like, and and one of the things, and this is this is nitpicking, obviously, but like. You go through and you see, because you can open up the side of the building a little bit and see, like, you know, the inside. And it's not as awesome as I think it originally makes it out to be, because, and like I said, this is very, very, very nitpicky. But, like, it, it, this, the, like the 
the rooms don't really go together very well. <laughs> like, like they put a bathroom, and I think like the bathroom at one point is like it, it goes into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wall. There's not even yeah. like a, anything dividing it. Yeah, right. And I'm like, uh, although there is a rumor that they're going to reissue it because was it next year the new Ghostbusters movie comes out? Ghostbusters Firehouse set in New York, so they'll probably do a new one when that comes out. I would probably imagine. I mean, the cool thing though is again, it's the minifigures. I mean, you get. You get a you get a Dana Barrett, you get a Lewis Tully yeah. in both of their uh, Zool and um, Vince Glortho getups. You get the zombie bus driver. You get the library ghost, which is kind of cool. Uh, the library ghost has the bottom half is actually the same thing that the Dementors use in the Harry Potter sets. And you get a Slimer. You get two other ghosts, and then of course you get all four of the main Ghostbusters, which is neat. So. It is cool, but it doesn't come with like it doesn't come with an Ecto one. And from what if I, you have the Ecto one already, right? Which, but from what I understand, the Ecto one doesn't even fit very well in it. You got to move the desk inside, is what I heard. Yeah, but so again, I would always have it closed with the door sort of propped open and half in, sure. half out, so you can see it anyways. Sure. No, no, I understand. Yeah. So, so that's 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 a you know, I'm winning the lottery. That I might eBay that thing. Is that the best for last, or do you get another one? No, no, I got two more. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> The Coliseum. Oh yeah, which is still available, but yeah. I, but again, that's such an. Ex- that might be though. That might be one of those ones that they don't retire for a long time because I think they they kept the Taj Mahal. I think the Taj Mahal just got retired. You know, so I thought I, I thought I read somewhere it might retire this year, and I was like, oh man. Oh man. That's the one. That, that's the one that if I get it though, I wouldn't even build it. I would sit on it for several years because you know mm. the ultimate dream is to get the retirement home in Italy and have that as a centerpiece. And sure. the one and only piece. Sure. Yeah. That's not even, that's not the worst white whale for me. Okay. The, the, the biggest one, I think, is the uh, uh, Barracuda Bay. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Bar- that, that was a seed, that reaction. Yeah, Barracuda Bay is so good. Oh, it's so good. Because that's the one, it looks cool as a display piece. But then it's going to bring out that nostalgia factor because I had a bunch of the pirate stuff as a kid, and yeah. like I had, I had a smaller sailboat. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I think I, where the hell did I see a Barracuda Bay? I think I don't think it was on eBay. I swear it was that. It was that Lego store that I that's in. I think they're in Weymouth, and I was down there, and I think the guy had one for sale. But I mean, he's selling it for like four hundred bucks. I mean, it's not. Like yeah, it's, you know. But I think it was still like new in the box. I mean, that's yeah, that's oh, uh, that's a good friggin' white whale, Chris. I mean, that might that beats, I think, mine. What's yours? I mean, my white whales are. I mean, you own everything already, so this well, is no, I know, but I think my white whale, it's probably like the original um, uh, modular sets, like the 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 police station. Yeah. The firehouse. Yeah, I know what you mean. Their yeah. firehouse, their town hall, the green the grand emporium. Stores. Yeah, the grand emporium. Yeah, just because, and that's the weird thing. So the, so the modular set started in two thousand and seven. I didn't really start picking up until. I mean, I think. I mean, well, it was definitely two thousand seventeen, and then I think I had. I think when I started getting them, um, they hadn't retired all of the old ones yet. I think. I think. The French Bistro and the Palace Cinema, I think, were the first two that were going to retire. But then I also got, like, the Pet Shop 
And all those ones had kind of like were ready to go to retirement and I got them. And then, I mean, the other ones are just like, I, I want them. I mean, I even, and I think I, I think I talked to you one time about getting the Lepin, which is the, you know, oh, yeah. the, the Chinese knockoff versions, which are, I mean, they're a quarter of the price of these things now. I mean, you could get like, I could have got the Grand Emporium for, you know, a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks, as opposed to paying like $700 on, on eBay. I mean, those are probably the real ones for me just because I'd love to have, I'm, I'm kind of a completist and I want to have like the entire set. Um, another big one is the quickie Mart, which I should have oh, bought, but I never yeah. did. And I don't know why I never got it because I mean, Jesus, even one, one of my favorite episodes, of the Simpsons is the quickie Mart episode where, where Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney are, <laughs> are, are, are they're on the roof. They're on the roof. And you know, and Lisa goes, and that was one of the things is that I think one of the Easter eggs is on the roof of the Quickie Mart was the vegan garden that Apu and Linda McCartney and Paul McCartney created. So uh, that's another that's another big one for me. And it might be, I mean, and kind of to go along with your Coliseum because you could still get it. Is I I want that Ultimate Millennium Falcon. I want the you know I want that Millennium Falcon that's like eight hundred bucks. Uh, that's a good, I mean, I feel like that's like everyone's white whale. I mean, yeah. it's, I, I, I went through the whole Star Wars phase, yeah, and I got the smaller Millennium Falcon, and then I just sort of realized you can't, you really need to pick and choose what series you want to keep, yeah, yeah, keep buying. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've, I've leaned away from now any of the superhero stuff or Star Wars stuff, and I just want things that are either great display pieces or hit that, hit that more unique Lego. <laughs> Yeah. nostalgia factor so i think like the next set i'm gonna get is gonna be tales from the space age you had mentioned that and that is a great set that looks like a really cool set it's just it just looks neat you know yeah and, ex exactly and it looks, it's it looks a lot of fun it got that cool sort of like retro travel mm -hmm. poster vibe mm -hmm. but then at the same time you can probably put like little space minifigures next to each one and it looks like it's it's mostly regular bricks and not technic so it might be really easy to design your own other mm -hmm. ones that kind of go with it yep i like um I'm, I, you know one of the ones that i think is kind of like a secret one for me is i love the van gogh the starry night i and do like that and i, I do like the cock the, the great wave of i was looking at that Naga. yeah i was thinking of i was thinking of getting that and seeing like that might be a cool one to get as well uh also um as far as like the next one i get it's probably gonna be It'll probably end up being like, it'll probably end up being the Pac-Man Arcade. I mean, I like the new Batcave. Yeah, I mean, I, I well, I like the new Batcave that's coming out, but and it is a shadow box, so I think you can't hang it on the wall. But I just, I just, it's, it's just a, it's four hundred bucks. <laughs> like, it's four hundred bucks. It's too black and too square for me. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make it doesn't make an interesting enough display piece for me to want to get no. that. But another one I really like, and again, I know I try to stay away from Harry Potter, but I think this is really cool, is the Expecto Patronum, which is, it's like, it's, it's, it's the, it's the stag. And it's, that's from, that's from the third movie, a third book, third movie. And I like it because it's, it's like a, it's almost like a display piece. I like one of the ones I really like that I have is I have uh Fox, which is the, uh, the Phoenix that Dumbledore has. And I actually have that on display in my kitchen. I don't know why. There's nothing else in my kitchen that's Harry Potter related. But um, 
it's one I just like it because it's it's it moves like you can move the wings. Um, I know I have on like my wish list like the Hedgewig, the big Hedgewig one that comes with like the books and the glasses and everything like that. But uh, the the Expecto Patronum one is just really cool. It's just like this. It's this this pretty blue because it's supposed to be his Patronus, which is the thing that comes out of his wand to protect from evildoers and it has another like build in it where it comes with harry potter and it comes with remus lupin who was his teacher who he transforms into a werewolf spoiler alert but uh and you can actually build you build a werewolf or you build a wolf oh, that's cool and yeah and his wolf was his his patronus so it's kind of cool it gives you two different options to build so I might get that. Um, that's that's not that bad. That's only seventy bucks. That's not a big. I know I'm saying seventy bucks. That's not a big big money maker. But um, yeah, I mean, again, it's another Harry Potter one, which I don't really need. And again, I have zero space or anything. But I like the space. Yeah. I like the race of the space age one. That's really cool. I like that. So, and uh, all right. Well, I mean, that's Lego. My Lego. I don't know. Do you have any other any other things? Any other thoughts? Is there something that you got? Last question. Is there something you got that was really disappointing once you built it? That you were excited about? Well, not really really disappointing. Was there one that you were more excited for to get, and then once you got it, you were kind of like, man, this is kind of stupid. No, I can't really think that. Okay. Because I felt like I've been, like, unlike you, I've been pretty good at filtering the ones that I... That I, that I buy. Unlike I, me. I have what some of us call restraint. Yeah, unlike me. You're not a major asshole. Uh, <laughs> but do you have one that you feel like is sort of disappointing? You're just like, oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of was, I mean, I kind of was disappointed with like when I got the office set. Oh, I can see that. Just because it was like, I mean, it was cool, but it was just like, eh, it's not even, and I mean, it's not even like my favorite sitcom. I mean, the Seinfeld one I loved. I loved the Seinfeld set. Even though it's just Jerry's apartment, I still thought it was awesome. Uh, See, like, I um, love, like, the Mustang set. Yeah. And But then they came out, was it was the Camaro one? Was that the one this year? Yeah. I got I, the and I looked at that, that, and I was like, eh, it's the same thing. It kind of was. Yeah, it's you cool, know. Though. But like my dad loved my dad loved Camaro, so I was like I bought that, and the whole time I was building it, I was kind of like, oh uh, no, that's I, fair. If they, I if, had like half a tear in my eye the whole time I'm building it, you know, thinking if, like if they, oh, it'd be awesome to buy this for my dad, you know. Yeah, yeah, you got to do that. If they did a if they did a series of Corvettes, because I loved building Corvette models as a kid, sure. I would do those. You know, you know, they get the cherry red with those white side scoops, and then those early stingrays like i would yeah, i would probably get those it's it's funny because they've done the mustang they've done the camaro they did the ashton martin they've um, done the porsche they've done the porsche they've done a fiat yeah surprised they haven't done a yeah, i should have gone see i should have gone the fiat now that i think about it yeah the fiat's cool the fiat's cool so is the vespa so is the yeah i got the vespa um, that i got the vespa because because, because we, yeah we drive vespas and when we go to Italy. We, exactly because <laughs> My bachelor party was a Vespa tour. <laughs> because I crashed the Vespa five <laughs> seconds into the tour. Uh, the Vespa was rideable, folks. No, and then um, I like the Vespa. I love the Harley Davidson, the Fat Boy. Yeah, I got, them two, I got the two of them side by side. Yeah, that's a cool That's a cool build, too. So, um, All right, cool. So that was Lego My Lego. Um, you know, big, uh, 
big fans here, as you could tell. <laughs> we, we, talk- we can never revisit this subject again because we talked literally about everything. Like I know, I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to talk about this with anybody else ever again. So this might be the one and only time we talk about Legos on this on this podcast. But please let me know if you enjoyed it because if you did, I will bring it back up again. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna roll right into our next segment here, and uh, this one is called Easter Egg Hunt. And so uh, I'll give you kind of like the background on this. Um, Everybody knows that in a lot of the movies that come out nowadays, they put Easter eggs in everything. And if you don't know what an Easter egg is, it is a special little something that's in the movie to reference either another movie or another character's movie or something in it. Uh, One of the very famous Easter eggs that has gone around and throughout time is there is a in the scene where. They're digging out the uh, the oh my god! What the, the, are you referring to? The Lost Ark of Raiders yeah, of the yeah, Lost the Ark, Ark of the Covenant. When they're digging out the yes. Ark of the Covenant, there is a scene on there where you can see C three PO and R two D two. So that's obviously an Easter egg to George Lucas's other major franchise. Um, also in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, when they're in Venice going through the catacombs. They come across a picture of the of the Ark of the Covenant, and Indy says to Elsa, "It's the Ark of the Covenant," and she goes, "Are you sure?" And he goes, "Pretty sure." And they play the music from Raiders of the Lost Ark, so that's an Easter egg. So those are just kind of like your main Easter egg things. Obviously, some movies have more than others. Uh, what we wanted to kind of do right now is talk about one movie that came out uh, within the last, you know, several years but was kind of loaded with Easter eggs. And that is Ready Player One. Now, I think a lot of people may have seen it. I hope you did. It's a great movie if you haven't. Go see it. It's a Spielberg movie, so it's you know it's good. Uh, but Ready Player One uh, came out. It was based off of a book called Ready Player One. And in the book itself, as the main character, it's the premises is that there's a dystopian future as every movie is, as a dystopian future and everybody lives in this virtual reality um, area called the Oasis and what happens is the, the creator of the Oasis put all of these little uh, you know, relics and ideas and Easter eggs to kind of celebrate his things that he loved. Uh, the movie itself is loaded with 80s music and all that kind of good stuff. And there's a lot of references to eighties movies and eighties trivia and, and so forth. So what we'll do is we'll kind of go through and talk about them. Um, and you know, a lot of the stuff you can get off of, you know, any kind of website, if you want to go to like a IO nine, or if you go to Reddit or wherever you can, I mean, a lot of them, even on IMDb, you can go through and see them all. But uh, now, Chris, have you seen ready player one? I have, but I have not seen it since it's been in the theaters, and I really feel like I should have watched this recently to remember all of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, because obviously everyone's like, oh yeah, the DeLorean's in there, Iron Giant is in there. Those are all the big, notable stuff. Sure. So, um, so well, so some of the other ones that are in there is that in the, in the opening montage, um, where they're talking about what you can do in the Oasis, he actually references the character, and the character's name is uh, well. It's played by Ty Sheridan. He's the one kind of narrating it, narrating it. So he's talking about how you can climb out Mount Everest with Batman, and it's actually Michael Keaton Batman. <laughs> so, oh. I, what do they call him? Bat Bat Keaton. They're re- they, they just, I just saw somebody reference him. I think is Bat Keaton today because they were talking about how he's he's in the flash you know another spoiler alert i think everybody knows he's in the splash in the flash but uh 
Yeah, Splash. That'd be great if Michael Keaton was in. <laughs> if, if Michael <laughs> Keaton Batman was in Splash. <laughs> oh wait, I'd I'd rather Daryl Hannah be in Flash. <laughs> That's true. Yes, Daryl Hannah instead of uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Especially with her one eye from Kill Bill, put her in there. So, <laughs> um, one a one fin. Who is this woman? <laughs> so, I mean, there is. We just rewrote Little Mermaid. Wait, wait a minute. I know, and that you know what they're coming out with a new Little Mermaid. Watch out, Disney. We're gonna have a nice coming out. Here. It just it already came out. Oh, that's right, dude. The holy hand grenade is in there. Yeah. Um. Right. But my, my favorite, my absolute favorite easter egg that was in there it was a like a bomb at the end that they they threw in there and i completely forgot these toys existed until they showed it in the movie and i was like oh yeah i love those things as a kid mad balls do you remember those oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah when he threw the mad ball bomb i like mm-hmm. i lost my shit when i saw that well and I don't, wanna... oh god i don't like anyone i like i was sitting here like even picked up on it um, well, I mean, and then one of the one of the weapons he throws is a Chucky, and the yep. Chucky, oh, that was Chucky another good one. And, yeah, the Chucky goes and he kills all the characters. Um, so also, I mean, the opening montage I think has a lot, and uh, there's a scene where you know you can like an original RoboCop comes out because the whole point is like you go into this oasis and you're an avatar, so you can create your avatar no matter what it is like you can look like anything you want and be anything you want so i mean there's um there's a robocop there's a cyclops from the seventh voyage of sinbad which is from like 1958 uh there's also you know there's a freddy krueger in there somebody yep. somebody was playing a freddy krueger somebody is playing uh other yeah, king kong's in there yep somebody's playing jason oh yeah so the first race he's in the delorean now the cool thing is that his DeLorean is also has the kit, like what we call like the kit light at the, on the front of kit from Knight Rider. Where it goes oh, that's back right. And forth. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's just a, that, and that's his, like, that's his car that he drives in the first race. But one of the things I like about it too, is that there's a scene where he goes and he, he, he goes like underneath, like a, like a truck that's on fire, like a blown up truck. And he drops the wheels into like the flying wheel position of the DeLorean, and he kind of <laughs> slides underneath. And I always thought that was really neat. Um, I think I think in one scene there's a there's a there's a pickup truck that uh, not not, uh, not a pickup truck like a tractor trailer truck. Sorry, yeah, that like jackknives and crashes, and it's the pork chop express. <laughs> the pork chop express, <laughs> which also is the name of my Wi-Fi network. Yeah, the pork chop express. Yes. Uh, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of 80s songs in there. One of my favorite, my it's actually my favorite 80s song is Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And uh, I love that. I love that freaking song. It's isn't, the, isn't the boombox from Say Anything in the movie, too? I yes. believe that. that yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And th- that song's from Real Genius. Remember Real Genius? With oh, my Kenny? God. I was watching that this weekend. It was on TV. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Um, I, was trying, I was trying to make my wife watch it, and I was like, Laszlo comes out of the closet, and I'm like, that's the guy from White Lotus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did she immediately tell you to go back and let's watch it again? <laughs> yeah, no, she immediately told me to change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now in the movie, there's the main, the main creator of the Oasis. His name is Ogden Morrow. 
And uh, is Ogden Morrow is played by Simon Pegg, who I know you love Simon Pegg. But then the other creator is James Halliday. And James Halliday is played by a uh, collaborator, frequent collaborator with Steven Spielberg, Mark Rylance. And yes. when he dies, because the movie opens with him dying, basically, and he gets buried and his coffin is looks very similar to the torpedo that Spock was in and Star Trek. <laughs> the of all the souls I've ever known, this was the most human. Human. <laughs> yeah, it is so cool. And then Halliday's alt, his avatar is called uh, An- Anorak, Anorak. And he looks like he almost looks like Gandalf, not totally like Gandalf, uh, probably more like Merlin, you know, but he looks like a he looks like a wizard like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty cool uh, it's a it's a pretty cool reference, at least that he's like he looks like Gan- I, he doesn't look like totally look like Gandalf. He looks more like Merlin from I want to say what's the the sword in the stone. He looks more like that, maybe. OK. Yeah. yeah. And then um, there's also. Oh, yeah, that's this. It's funny. This website I'm looking at, it, says, it mentions the, uh, the the car, the jackknife car is <laughs> being the one from Big Trouble in Little China. Are you on the Den of Geek right now? I don't want to talk about it. We don't want to. Yes, <laughs> Den of Geek. Uh, so during the initial race where they're where they're driving the Porkchop Express as well as the DeLorean, they go through different uh, they, like you had mentioned, they go through King Kong. Is the kind of the, the the villain at the well, not the villain, but like the the last person you have to be at the end, the boss. But also, there's a T Rex from Jurassic Park, so you know that's the that's kind uh, of the, the pulse rifle from Aliens. Yep. Um, uh, it says the track is a neon digitized silver cup, which is a replica of the silver cup used at the original end of Highlander. So oh. if, that, if you're a Highlander fan, there can only be I, the only thing I remember from Highlander is when they're on the boat and Sean Connery and and what's his name Christopher Mc it's not Christopher McDonald it's like Christopher something and he goes Christopher Lambert Haggis. yeah Christopher Lambert he goes Haggis it's meat and barley shoved in a or wheat and barley shoved in a sheepskin belly or something and and <laughs> the the Scottish the Scottish Sean Connery playing a Spanish knight goes and you eat it. How revolting! <laughs> it's the only thing I remember from Highlander. <laughs> I, I, I okay, by the way, I love. I'm actually no. I take that back. I did not love the first Highlander movie, and I know that's like a cult classic. Mm-hmm. I loved Highlander Two: The Quickening, and everyone hates that sequel because it completely throws the the quickening, the history and the um mm-hmm. the the myth of Highlander. Like there can be only one. Like yeah. up in the air because no, oh, no, it's it's they're aliens from another planet or whatever, you know, exiled. Mm-hmm. Like, but I still love that movie. And what? then I I loved the Highlander TV show when that came out. Yeah, well, wait till wait till wait till they do a Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars movie, and there's not the rule of two, but there's like a whole bunch of Siths running around. Oh, can't wait! People are gonna have a fucking heart attack. Um. <laughs> Now, in H's workshop, H is his best friend, is Parcival's best friend. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different ships. Uh, there's the Iron Giant, as you mentioned before. There's the ship from Aliens, the uh, USS Nostromo. No, the, oh. Sol- the Sulaco dropship. Oh, okay. Uh, there's the Eagle Five from Spaceballs. Nice. <laughs> there's an Ed 209 from the original Robocop. Uh, Ferris Bueller's or Cameron Fry's dad's uh, Ferrari 
from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And uh, it also says like the the extra vehicle, the extra vehicular vehicle activity pod from 2001 Space Odyssey. If anybody noticed that, so that's another one that's in there. Um, oh, the 60s Batmobile is in there. Yep. Yeah. So there's a lot of there was a lot of different cool little uh, ships and uh, anything that's in there from you know uh, any vehicles and stuff. I guess there's off uh, there's the uh, it says, it says, Halliday's digital recreation of a memory about himself. He leaves a massive hint about going backwards as fast as you can. Really put the pedal to the metal like Bill and Ted. This is obviously a most gnarly reference to the timey-wimey Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> timey-wimey? That's an odd one. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, and then, yeah, when he, so when Parzival wins the first the first challenge he gets like i think a million dollars or a million coins or whatever and he gets to go shopping and that's where he that's where he sees the um what was the thing you had said the the bomb of no the holy hand grenade the yeah, the holy hand, yeah the holy hand yeah. grenade the holy hand grenade he also gets the it's the it's the robert zemeckis rubik's cube Yes, I remember that. The and they do the little cube. musical. They do the, the yep. little musical cue from. Um, yep, from Back to the Future. Yep. And that's yep. really cool, and, and I liked it because it was like once you once you put the, if you saw the Rubik's cube, it brought you back like what sixty seconds or something like that. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, and then he also, it, it's not really referenced, but it was uh, he gets like the suit. He can buy the suit. <laughs> There is a there is a movie theater they go by and it says Arnold Schwarzenegger as Jack Slater, which is a great reference. Yeah, because that's a, that was that's his even, That's also like a meta thing too, because that whole movie's meta as well. Oh, that movie is so underrated. Absolutely, that had probably that probably had one of the best one-liners, and it took me forever to actually get the joke. Hmm. Arnold picks up a guy and he goes, "So you want to be a farmer?" He will hit a couple acres, and he knees him in the balls. <laughs> took me forever to get that. Uh, I love it. He gave him a couple of acres. He did a couple of acres. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, geez. That's really funny, though. What was that? I was, leaning on my, I was leaning on my uh, armrest on the chair, and it collapsed. Whoops. I was going to say, you, it sounded like you were, you were throwing those, little, that out. those snap. No, I don't have to edit it. We don't edit on it. You do the snap rocket thing. You know the snap rocks where you would snap the things on the ground? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they had – that was that was cool. I mean, then there's the there's the scene where he's trying to figure out what his avatar is going to wear, and he dresses up as, like, different characters. Like, he puts on, like, the Thriller outfit. He puts on the outfit from Bugaboo, Bugaboo Bonanza. Uh, so there's a lot of different things there. Um, you know, they, they refer to the girl that uh, – Halliday fell in love with uh, Karen is her name's Kira and they refer to her as a rosebud as that's his rosebud that's oh. obviously that's obviously a reference to Citizen Kane uh, which is there's there's they got tripods from War of the Worlds in the background other signs yep. like Acme Acme chemical or Ace Chemicals which would mm -hmm. be Batman and mm -hmm. and uh, Delta City yep um, then there's the one of the main villains is this guy Irock who's voiced by uh, tj miller uh pretty pretty awesome role kind of looks like him too which is kind of cool he um he keeps he keeps all of his valuables in the box that that uh gizmo came in and the original gremlins 
<laughs> so that's kind of cool. Uh, there's also um, there's a sign in H's shop that says Cocktails and Dreams, which is a nod to Cocktail, the Tom Cruise movie, not Cocktail. So that's just a, you know, that's kind of a little visual one that they don't really make a reference to, but it's kind of neat. Um, and then obviously, like I said, they have, you know, the Buckaboo, Buckaroo Bonanza. That's like a big, that's kind of a really big reference for this, for this movie. Uh, and it's, it's kind of odd because it must've been like a favorite of either like Spielberg's or the guy who wrote the book, who wrote the story. Cause it's a very obscure movie. Like, I don't know many people that have actually seen the event. I've seen Buckaroo it. I remember Bonanza. Buckaroo Bonanza and across the sixth dimension, third dimension. Is that what it is? Eighth dimension. Eighth dimension. Oh, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but yeah. I do remember loving it. Same thing uh, with Ice Pirates. I don't think Ice Pirates holds up. Hmm. No, probably not. I doubt it. You're like, I've never heard of this movie. I've never heard of it, but I don't. <laughs> Ice Pirates is up there with like Solar Babies. Oh, I've seen. Now, see, I know Solar Babies. Wait, do I know Ice Pirates? Who's in Ice Pirates? I do know Ice Pirates. I do know that movie. Yeah, that movie doesn't hold up. That movie sucks, Chris. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. I don't know. Oh my god! The only thing that's cool about it is Robert Urich is in it, and he was in uh, what was that show that he was in back in the day that they that that the one that Maki Mock remade remade the movie of um, Maki Mock. Yeah, Spencer for Hire. Oh yeah, he was in. He was Spencer, and Spencer for Hire took place. It took place in Boston. <laughs> so just yeah, that's. The, Oh, Angelica Houston's in Ice Pirates. That's right. She was, she was a very attractive woman back in the day. Um, you know, now she looks like her brother. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's. I don't know if this is really a. I mean, I guess it's not an Easter egg. It's just more or less a reference. Is you know they dance to staying alive, and they kind of uh, they kind of change their outfits to look like disco, and that's not really Easter egg. That's just a reference to it. So. Uh, but then, um, yeah, you had mentioned the pulse rifle because uh, I'm trying to go through the movie now. I've seen the movie a lot. I love this movie, actually. It's a really good movie to watch like on a Saturday, uh, especially if it's like a shitty Saturday out. It's a really fun movie to watch. But they have, um, you know, he he tells the other the main villain is the guy, Nolan Sorrento, um, played by the incomparable Ben Mendelsohn. I mean, that guy. Oh, he's great. He's great he's, and everything. He's fucking so awesome i love that guy it's like he's the kind of actor where it's like when you start seeing him pop up and everything it makes you want to go back and watch everything that he's done before he became like real famous and i know that's going to be an awful lot of like friggin <laughs> australian movies but i really want to go <laughs> back and watch like everything that this guy did his entire career when he was younger because he's so good i mean he shows up randomly in the dark night rises then he's in, obviously, he's in uh, my favorite friggin' Star Wars movie, Rogue One. You know, I love Rogue One. I think that's the best. I think that's the best Star Wars movie. And I'll fight it. It might be, it. actually. I it, it might be. Yeah. Between I think that, it is. it's between that and obviously Empire. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a big fan where I think, like, like I like Rocky, the original Rocky. And then the second best to me is Rocky Balboa the one that came out later on. I mean, I think it's better than the, I think it's better than all the other sequels. So, you know, you might be right. Yeah. I mean, we all know five is the worst. I mean, they do progressively get worse. Have you seen the creeds by the way? 
I saw the first two. I didn't see the third one. Creed three. I heard is the best for, of the best of them. Not what? Well, yes and no. Like the first two acts are absolutely amazing and the best of actually some of the best Rocky period. Yeah. And then the last act for me, it just all falls apart. No. So we have to discuss. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we have to do a discussion just on Creed. There's possibility. You know, we, we can do a discussion just on the Rocky verse. We the Rocky verse. Yes. Uh, yes. So. Uh, okay. Let me see. Um, so there's other some. I mean, I'm trying to go through now and look at some of these references as opposed to Easter eggs. Because again, this is really Easter egg hunt, not necessarily just references. I think. There's a couple of it, it, see it's it's tough because there's it's kind of like once you get out of the real first opening sequence or like things you notice in the background, I almost feel like it's not Easter eggs anymore, but they're just flat out references. You know, like you kind of have to you kind of have to look and see what they have in the background and stuff like that. So um, it's it's important. Like in the Overlook Theater, which is the theater that they go into for the second challenge. Oh, like the Overlook Hotel? Yeah, so it's obviously the Overlook Theater. It's, you know, the second the second challenge that they go into is they go into the Overlook Hotel because the movie that they went to on a date was The Shining. So you have to look at that. Uh, But I guess there's like a Return of the Jedi poster. So it's kind of cool that that's down there. Uh, And that's something that's like, again, like it's it's on the wall. You have to look and see it in the background and kind of find it. So that's kind of neat, you know. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, look. I mean, to be to be fair, I mean, some people can read War and Peace and come away thinking it's a simple adventure story. Others can read the ingredients on a chewing gum wrapper and unlock the secrets of the universe. <laughs> uh, mean Gene Hackman, <laughs> which was also a reference inside the movie. <laughs> yes, it is. Others can see chewing wrapper. Um, I mean, they have, you know, uh, oddly enough, as I said earlier, I, the Lego set I created was an Atari 2600. And it's, I think this is an Easter egg for that Lego set. One of the games you build is Adventure. Oh, that's a great game. <laughs> that's the game that they're playing in, in the Oasis when they're in the, the final, the final level. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then I think like we had said it. So like the final battle scene where that's where you start to see like all the other, the other kind of things that come out. So there's, um, you know, there's all the, like I said, the, the Chucky, there's the other weapons that they use. There's the Holy hand grenade. There's the, uh, what, what were those things that you called them again? The balls, there? mad balls, mad, yeah, balls. mad balls. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, I like that. There's just the different, the different guns that they use is just like, there's some, some interesting things there where, like I said, those are more, I feel like the Easter eggs because it's not just blatant references like the Iron Giant and stuff like that. So I like those. Um, or the more hidden things, like there's a poster of re-elect Goldie. Goldie, is that his name? Goldie Wilson. Wilson? In the background? We're going to re-elect yeah, Goldie Wilson? Yeah. 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 That's kind of cool. Um, with the Chucky doll, it's, we get one F word. Like the guy says, yeah. it's, fucking, it's, fucking, it's fucking Chucky. It's fucking yeah. Chucky. So I like that. Um, that's kind of cool. I like that. So, yeah. I mean... I mean, overall, it's the movie itself is filled with so many different uh, references, Easter eggs. I like when the Iron Giant is going down; he does the thumbs up. 
like Schwarzenegger does in Judgment in uh, Terminator 2. <laughs> you know, I love that. Um, then there's, you know, the I guess this is kind of a, it's, I almost feel like this is a reference, but it's a, it's more or less a, an Easter egg is there's like a contractual fake out at the end where Halliday's trying to get Parzival to sign away his friendship with his people and he doesn't do it. And I guess it says, you know, you had chosen wisely, like, and that's a reference. Ooh, that's a good one. Him. That's a great, that's a great yeah. reference right there. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. And and then when he goes into, he goes into like the final room and he's there with, with Halliday, like Halliday's, I guess it's his avatar falls away and it's just his, like, you know, his digital version of himself. And he's there with like the little kid and the little kids playing, you know, he's playing a video game and it's just kind of neat that like, that's, it's like his bedroom when he wakes, you know, when he's a little kid. So I like that. And, and I mean, that's kind of, you know, I'm sure there's many, many more and there's a lot of references during that shining sequence to the shining and to Kubrick and anything else that Kubrick. Oh, I definitely you know. need to watch the movie again now. Mm. No, it's cool. Yeah. Cause there's like a timer and the timer is, is the all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So that's kind of cool. But again, it's not, these are really references. I mean, there's a lot of Back to the Future stuff. There's a lot of uh, video games. There's a lot of, uh, and, and and a lot of them are just, you can see them. And that's what I more or less, I like about the Easter egg hunt is that you're looking for specific ones. Um, I mean, if there's any other ones that are there that, you know, we haven't noticed, like obviously glaring ones, I mean, let us know. Because, I mean, that's, you know, that's what we do. And we want, I want people to give us feedback and tell me if, I just sound like a big asshole or not. So, <laughs> so that was Easter egg hunt. You what sound you like a, that? you sound like a huge asshole. I look like a huge asshole. That's right. <laughs> so, all right. So that was Easter egg hunt. And I think we got time for maybe one more, one more discussion. I, I was going to say, do you have any of the huge asshole questions? I was prepared um, or any of the, or, or any of your inside the actor studios questions. I mean, I do. If you, if you, if you want, we can do that. Um, we could, or we could do whatever you, your show, buddy. Um, I mean, I feel like it would be. I feel like it would be proper for us to, you know. I think people like that. I mean, it's always good and, to hear, you know. People end on that, or we can end. We'll take, we no. can end that. Take like another forty-five minutes. I'm totally cool with that. Um, I mean, I think. Well, one of the, I want to do another new segment, and then I'll ask you a few questions at the end. Okay. So, so this segment that I have here is. Let me set the scene for you. There was a very famous show back in the 80s, early 90s that was on TV. It was on NBC. Uh, starred Sam Malone. And uh, well, Sam Malone played by the great Ted Danson. Um, it also starred Shelley Long, you know, as Diane. Um, what was her name? Diane Chambers, I think. And that uh, was called Cheers. And everybody liked Cheers. Now, Cheers... Everybody knew your name. Everybody did know your name. Now... Cheers had a show that came after it, starring the one and only Kelsey Grammer as Dr. Fraser Crane. Now, Cheers ran for um, seven seasons, I think, eight seasons, 11 seasons, 11 seasons, which is a lot, I guess. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, that's a long time, actually. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, because I was going to say uh, it ran for 11 seasons. Okay. And. Kelsey Grammer starred in another show called Frasier. And Frasier lasted how many years, Chris? Do you know? 
I'm going to say 13. I felt like it outlasted Cheers. I think it was actually even bigger than Cheers, which was mind-blowing. It actually didn't. It lasted 11 seasons as well. So Wow. There used to be an old adage that no Star Trek series would ever last more than seven seasons because the next generation lasted seven seasons. Uh, I mean, the, uh, anybody knows the original series only lasted three seasons, and I think the cartoon season only lasted, the cartoon version of the original series only lasted like a season or two. I know, but it, was supposed gen, to be a five, it was supposed to be a five-year journey. Yeah, but next gen, next gen went seven, and therefore every other one after that went seven. And so, you know, it'll be fun to see if those Paramount shows still go seven or if they actually keep going. But so Kelsey Grammer starred in Fraser Crane. Probably, I think a much more critically acclaimed sitcom. I think it won more awards than cheers. I Pro- probably, but I remember the cheers like finale was like, it was like the super bowl. It was like one of the most highest rated TV shows. It was like, it was not like mash, but it was like a, you know, right. one of the most highest rated finales of ever. And I don't want to say that. And I remember being a kid watching that. My God, we are old. Well, Oh yeah, of course. But well, I mean, it was 1993. It's not like it was. Yeah. You know, it's not like it was. Who shot Jr.? I mean, we're not talking about that fucking show. But um, I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about old? Do you remember when like they brought back Soap and it was on like syndication? <laughs> oh my god, wasn't that like on Comedy Central or something fucking, like that when they brought it back? <laughs> I, I fucking love Soap. Soap was so good. Uh, just so just to kind of let everybody know, Cheers won 28 primetime Emmys. Now that could be. A combination of acting by individual people as well as ones for the show. I was wrong. Fraser only won five. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> so I apologize. I was wrong. Cheers is definitely much more of a, uh, you know, um, a bigger hit. So, and all of them went to, I believe, no, they won a comedy series. Okay. So I thought it might have been. I thought it might have been all for uh, Kelsey Grammer, but no, there was some other ones as well that, like, they won for best overall uh, sitcom and everything. But regardless, I think people would say that Frasier is a um, was overall a uh, no. Wait, hold on a minute. I'm getting all confused now. Now I'm getting all confused. I apologize. Kelsey Grammer won <laughs> fucking five Emmys. <laughs> Frazier won nothing. Frazier won, won it all. No. By the Fraser. way, aren't they aren't they just now rebooting Frazier and everyone's like, why? He moves back to Boston, I think, in this one? Or, oh, boy. or he's yeah, in yeah. Seattle now? Because wasn't wait. he in Chicago for Frazier? Wait, no, he was in Seattle for Frazier. Then um, I think he moves now he's either like Chicago or back in Boston and he's like, I, it's like why just won't let it go. Go 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 back and make another McHale's Navy or something. This this is fun. I'm I'm Screwing up seriously, and it was down Periscope, not McHale's Navy. McHale's Navy. Oh, you're right. Oh man, McHale. And I hate to correct you, but I loved down Periscope and McHale's Navy. <laughs> McHale's Navy starred freaking Tom Arnold, and no one should ever talk about Tom Arnold. Um, he so was just, he, he <laughs> was God. great in True Lies. Boy, so just so everybody is aware, Frazier won 37 primetime Emmys. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, so that's just so you know. Um, Thirty. Wait, Frazier won thirty-seven. Frazier won thirty-seven. Cheers won twenty-eight. There you go. Okay, so you were right. So it is a better. It is a more critically acclaimed hit show. However, people love Cheers. I think way more than they love Frazier. Yeah, because alcoholism is accessible, and when you water it down, it doesn't make it seem so bad. <laughs> when you turn it into just coffee from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'd like to talk about today is we're going to take another show. 
I'm going to give you a show, Chris. And I want you and me to try to figure out if we can make a successful spinoff for a character from a show. Okay? Oh, oh, wait, wait. Before you give me the show, I, 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 got, I got two pitches for you. Okay. Night Court. <laughs> I want a spinoff called Bull. And he is like a Jack Reacher, like badass, <laughs> fighting people on the streets, but really dumb. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, now that would be funny. I, I mean, now how many? That sounds like the uh, that sounds like the second half of this discussion, which is unsuccessful spinoff. <laughs> that would I would watch that Richard Mall and everything, <laughs> lifting people up, throwing them through walls. I think Richard Mall's about twenty years twenty years past his prime on that. Um, we, we, we didn't say it have to be now. I mean, we, we could do spinoffs to, to whatever. The other one would be this would be just another fun comedy. It would be just one following Dan Larroquette's character as a womanizer. <laughs> Dan, Fielding. it's basically Quagmire. Yeah, Dan Fielding, DA. Hey, Dan Fielding, DA, sleeping with all of his sleeping with all of his clients. Giggity. Giggity, giggity, goo. Um, good Lord. Okay. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a, I'll, I'll start off with an easy one. Okay. Cause I feel like this is an easy one. The character, the show is Seinfeld. The character is Newman. Oh, can you build? That would never work. Is he? Cause like Newman's Newman is meant to be the most abrasive character in every room he goes into. So like, why would you want to watch him be abrasive anywhere else? Is it that, or is it that Wayne Knight could star in a show where he's Newman, the postman. Let's say he gets his transfer to Hawaii. Remember how he wanted to go to Hawaii? <laughs> He ends, he, wanted, and said he ends up at Isla Nubar with a Barbasol can. And... <laughs> Dotson! We got Dotson here! Like Dotson over here! Nobody cares. I, I think it could work if we get Newman the transfer to his Honolulu mail, mail office, the Honolulu post office, and he gets to live in paradise. And I think it's a totally different Newman. I think he's relaxed. I think he turns into the he gets you can see he would take Wayne Knight because Wayne Knight lost a lot of weight after Seinfeld, so he became all, he became all svelte and like you know and much better. So you have a nice thinner Wayne Knight. He's a sex machine. He's a you know he's a just a a, a man about town. You don't think this? Could but what's work? The, but, but like what's what's the hook of this show though? Like other than he's in the post office, is he gonna Magnum PI it out there, or is like is he gonna? Well, see, I don't think it's a Magnum PI as much as it's post as it's it's post postal employee Newman is now working in his happy his happiest place on earth, and he's meeting the people and having interactions with his. But there, with, there needs maybe, to be like it. it there ahead. needs to be more of like I know Seinfeld. There is no hook. It's the show know, about nothing. But, are you talking about but, the but, guy? But that is the hook. hook. But that is the hook because at the time there was nothing else about nothing. So right. like. Like so, is the hook is like he can like sour paradise for anybody? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean that could be it. I mean at that point, I feel like we're writing Curb Your Enthusiasm starring. Well, exactly. Yeah, as I was gonna say, this is getting really. What if? What if it was? What if it was? Okay, you ever see that movie, Dear God, starring the great Greg Kinnear, and uh, it's also stars um, oh, what's her name, Aunt Jackie? What's her name? <laughs> 
Or Dear Martin God. Martin. Are these the, are these uh, not the George Burns movies, are they? No. No, 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 no. Dear God. Um Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf and Laurie Metcalf, Greg Kinnear. Uh it also has um Hector Alonso. This movie's fucking terrible. But <laughs> Tim Conway's in it. It's fucking ridiculous. But so the Who's Newman movie, with? Hold on. Oh, the go ahead. The premise of this movie, real quick, is that Greg Kinnear is serving out like a uh, community service, court-appointed community service, and he works in like a post office, and he works in like the dead mail room. And he's oh, I do remember this now. Yes, and there's, and there's all the letters that are addressed to dear God. Yes, and he, and he starts answering these people's like very simple requests. Like somebody sends a letter to God asking for like this month's rent, and there's all these letters that people just send cash. So he takes like the cash from, you know, from one letter and he mails it out to the person who is looking for their rent money. And so it all of a sudden it becomes like a huge thing where now everybody thinks that God is personally answering all these messages and everything. What if Newman did something like that? Where, what if, okay, Newman... see, that's, that's a good hook. Yeah. But so you Newman... just stole the plot of another movie, but I'm for, I'm, it's okay. Yeah, but you don't think there's only seven happen. stories in Hollywood. It's fine. I know you, well, I don't want to say what you, I don't want to say where you work, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that it would work. I mean, and you could do something a little bit where maybe Newman has to solve not a crime, but he has to be involved in like some kind of a moral dilemma that he has to figure out. And, you know, and every week it's like a new adventure for him. And, and he meets, he's there with his, he's there with his niece that he had to take in because his brother died. So now there's that dynamic where he's going to be a father figure and helpful. Um, I mean, we could do that or we could just yeah. do like he I'm thinking he lives in like a multi like you remember your apartment you lived in. Yeah, <laughs> like it's you know, you had the guys you had the guy across the hall like you, you there's a neighbor across across the, the courtyard and we'd barbecue yeah. at the same time and like, no, dude, I just got home from work and I just want to veg and be around nothing. But he was lonely. So we would talk. Exactly. And then. All right. So maybe there's like maybe there's a young girl who lives next door to Newman and her mother abandons her or like, you know. Oh, dad must have went out for scratchers and he must have hit money because he hasn't been back in 15 years. Like, you know, something dad like went that. went out for a pack of smokes. Right. And so that's where it's like, you know, now Newman is the father okay. figure. And, so obviously this, and then obviously there's like a girl that also that lives in the complex that he's interested in. And it's a will they, won't they type thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then she finds out. See, the twist is like she gets one of the letters from God. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then she finds out it's him, and it's like at first she's like, "You broke my trust. You're scamming people. How do you do this?" But mm-hmm. then it becomes she sees all the good he's doing in the world and yes. does fall in love with them. Yes. See, that can go on several seasons. Yeah, and that's the that's like the season finale, um, season one finale uh, cliffhanger. Is she? You know, he opens the door, and. Boom! She's there with the God letter and says, "What is this?" Dun, dun, oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you could go. Yeah, and then it's just the, he's Hawaiian Santa, you know, going around delivering gifts for the letters to Santa Claus, and she's like, "Oh, Santa, you can unwrap me." Wow! I just turned this into a porno. Well, I mean, maybe that's, but maybe instead of it being a dear God thing, it's he's he's Hawaiian Santa. Yeah, but Hawaiian Santa is. And I mean, you could even. Well, this is what we should do. This is what we should do as white people, and this is our privilege. Yeah. We should just make up a Hawaiian god and have him be it. I no was, one, no one, what? no one Wait. would understand that other than Hawaii. No, you know what I was going to say <laughs> is, you don't even have to make up a Hawaiian god. Just pick like, <laughs> pick like a Hawaiian god and see if that's something that can you can run with it. 
Why not? I think this yeah. is a workable. I think this is a successful spinoff. What do you think? I like it. The more I still want to see bull smashing heads, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now, uh, I think we already answered our unsuccessful spinoff. <laughs> Oh, come on. Do you have another spinoff you can do? Come on, give me one more show. I'm putting the kibosh on uh, Bull. <laughs> Would you just call the show Bull? Like, just be Oh, Bull. There's already, like, a lawyer show a couple years ago called Bull, but I want I want this Bull. Okay. Yeah. No, that, no, that other Bull sucked. Um, all right. So, okay. Let me think. Um, all right. So, I know that they've done this before, because I know they did, but The Simpsons. All right. I'm going to give you a character from The Simpsons, and you tell me if you think – if we, you tell me what we could build as a very unsuccessful spinoff. Unsuccessful. Okay. A very unsuccessful spinoff. Okay. Disco Stew? Ah. Let's roll with it. What is Disco Stew's very unsuccessful spinoff show? Uh, it's him trying to run a roller rink, and it's a failing business. Because he's because he's stuck in the seventies and nobody understands him. And the whole time, like just disco music is playing in the background. Yeah, exactly. But like the bad BG songs. Yes. Like none of the. Again, he goes out and fights crime while he's on roller skates. Oh no! no. He fights crime. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. That's kind of bad. I'll give you one more. Okay. Just because I think this would, be, I think this would be terrible. You know the movie Field of Dreams. Yes. It's a show that takes place inside the cornfield where all the ghosts live. <laughs> but it's, but it's like a, but it's, but it's no longer a Field of Dreams. It's like it's like Webster. Like this family comes in, they adopt a small black kid, and all these ghosts, all these baseball ghosts, are just randomly in their in their house. No, they get, they get they buy the farm. So the house. <laughs> so Ray Kinsella's farm eventually sells to another family that inherits the baseball field. And the first night that they're sitting there and they're in the they're in the house trying to figure out what the hell to do with the baseball field, because you got all right. So the premise is. You got to somehow expand the universe because if you remember correctly, they couldn't go past the baseball field. But Ray Kinsella felt really bad about not being able to let them come into the house. So he expanded the baseball field to go into the front door. <laughs> so now the ghosts are able to go into the front door. Okay. A new couple. This is kind of like the premise of Ghosts, the actual show that's on CBS, which is a hit, by the way. And everybody should watch it. I love that show. But the ghosts, the, these new, this new family inherits the house from the bank, like buys the foreclosed house. But the ghosts are still there, <laughs> and they won't leave because they're still playing fucking baseball. <laughs> and then what you do is every week you get to meet another famous baseball player that's dead, and every one of them is trying to get a home run with with, with his wife. Whoa! Yes, because if because, no, like well, not his wife, but. It's like if they can do something like hit for the cycle or <laughs> hit a grand slam, pitch a perfect game, they get released up to heaven. So there's all this time where maybe the guy that owns the house is now a retired baseball coach. 
killing people. That's what he's doing. He's no. killing baseball no. players, no. dragging yeah. their bodies out of the basement so he can play modern day roided up players. This isn't, fucking, this isn't an HBO show. This isn't Dexter. Um, the retired baseball coach is played by John C. Riley, <laughs> and he has to help the. <laughs> he has to help the dead baseball players who are stuck in the corn maze get to heaven by playing a good game. <laughs> but who is he playing them against? The other dead ghosts. Exactly. How does he get other dead ghosts? There's just they keep coming. It's just every yeah, exactly. Every time a new every time a baseball player because John C. Riley is is killing baseball players. No, every time a new baseball player dies, they show up in the fucking corn. <laughs> Turns out Barry Bonds can't hit shit when he's dead because he's not roided up. Right. I mean, Barry Bonds is still much, very much alive, but like, let's say not why not when John C. Riley kills him though. No, but like you know, like you know who died, like you know, sort of recently is um, Tom Seaver. You know, Tom Seaver was like a great pitcher back in the back in the uh, back in the eighties and then the seventies. He played for you know he played for the Mets and everything like that. Like Tom Seaver, I believe just he just died recently. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he died in twenty twenty. So Tom Seaver is the new he's the new rookie sensation in the corn in the cornfield. <laughs> I think this is a. I think this now that I'm talking about this, I think this is a very successful spinoff. No, this is terrible. This is an awful. This is terrible. What's the name of this awful show? I think the name of Newman's show is Newman Newman Five O. No, it's 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 Newman in Paradise or it's something. Newman, yeah, Newman, Newman Newman goes west. Newman, um, <laughs> Newman goes Newman goes native. Oh, that's a good one. This one is called <laughs> Dead Baseball Cornfield. No, this one is called um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Instead of Field of Dreams, this is called Field of Hope. Because <laughs> they're hoping to do better. Again, we're writing a terrible show, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just... On that note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you don't agree with me, but you agree that this would be terrible. Yes, it would be very terrible. All right, very good. All right, so now that was successful spinoff and unsuccessful spinoff. Let me know if you like either of those. <laughs> okay. All righty. And just to wrap up, because I know you're dying to have this. <clears throat> I got to put in like a drop of like the inside the actor studio of music eventually, but... Uh... Um, if you remember inside the actor studios of James Lipton, they used to ask questions at the end by the great Bernard Pivot on his show Apostrophes. I will ask you these same questions, Chris. Okay. Christopher, what is your favorite word? Porch. <laughs> it just it rolls off the tongue funny. Okay. Christopher, just if, say it slowly. Porch, porch. It doesn't. It's just a weird sounding word. Christopher, what turns you off? Light switches. <laughs> You're such a uh, arrogant people. Uh, arrogance turns me off. Okay. All right. So 
again, as I as I feared, you were not going to take this seriously. So I'm just going to no error. Okay, all right. So I'll skip to this one here. <clears throat> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You didn't boondongle this as much as you thought you did. <laughs> okay, I like that. Alrighty, and of course, this is the questionnaire by the great huge asshole on his show Behind the Sphinx Door. Um, hmm. L.A. Chris, what family member could you do without? Why well, I can't say that out loud. <laughs> okay. Have you ever farted in another person's face? Yes. Yeah, I both probably on purpose and accidentally. I was young when the on purpose one, and I think it was at a sleepover at your place. Mm. And finally, what is your favorite way to insult a person? Don Draper had the best insult of all time, and I love it. Yeah. So one of one of his underlings is in the elevator, like complaining about him. He's like, "Ah, I think you're a real piece of work, Don." And then Don just looks at him and goes, "I don't think about you at all." Oh, Ooh, it's so movie. cold, so good. All righty. Well, uh, all right. Well, I mean, that kind of wraps it up, I think. So, Chris, I know you're not on any, uh, you don't really want to be on any social media, so I'm not going to say you're plugging anything, but uh, I um, want to just, I mean, is there anything you'd like to plug or? Oh, this is just going to plug your next episode for you. Oh, thank you. All right. Yeah. Well, Chris, I want to say this has been a joy. It has been a, pl- it has been a pleasure. It has been a privilege and an honor to have you on. Um, I love you with all my heart. You are my soulmate. I tell you that all the time. And uh, soon we're going to be heading off to the wonderful area of the Amalfi Coast in Positano. And I think you and I are going to record another episode of a la carte. Oh, that'd be so much fun. And uh, I think on that one, everybody can look forward to us uh, just talking about our, you know, bourgeois kind of living that we're going to be living for that week. So (laughs) with that being said, um, if anybody would like to reach out to me on the Twitter at Flounderay24 and uh, also that's my Instagram as well and you can also find me on the, on the Facebook and everything like that and again thank you Chris for joining us and don't forget to listen to all the other stuff on the North-South Podcast Connection Network it's a great uh, great group of people that we are part of on this family so uh, with that being said I will say farewell thee to all and thank you for listening and have a great day Thank you for having me. I love you, buddy. I can't wait to do this again. And go watch Bull Friday nights at 8 (laughs) p.m. Only on NBC. Only on the (laughs) cock.